uh, let's talk a little um, NASCAR. Coke Zero Sugar 400 uh, is coming up in just a couple of weeks, in fact, down at Daytona International Speedway. And one of the drivers from Richard Childress Racing is Daniel Hemrick, and he joins us on the phone right now here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Hey, man, thanks for taking a couple of minutes uh, out of your busy schedule, and I can only imagine you're probably looking forward to coming back to Daytona. Uh, that's exactly right. Uh, first off, thanks for having me on, and, yeah, looking forward to getting back down to the Sunshine State here in a couple of weeks and putting on a good show for the great fans at, at Daytona and it's always a place we look forward to getting back to, especially with all the, the history and whatnot that comes with that place. And um, hopefully, we can get our Richard Children's Racing team in victory lane. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, what's what's Daytona? I feel like I ask this question to everybody, but uh, Daytona to us in this area means a lot. To so many drivers, means a lot. The 500, uh, the the summer race. There's been some classics over the years, uh, traditionally, and this is the last one actually over the Fourth of July uh, time frame. It's going to be pushed back in the schedule. But what does driving around that track uh, mean to a guy that does what you do? Oh, it's one of the most historic places that we ever get a chance to roll through the tunnel at. You know, I, my uh, racing career pretty, you know, started when I was five or six years old. And by the time I was eight, we made the trip down to Daytona to run um, what's considered the biggest go-kart, um, go-kart event there is in the, in the U.S. And it happened right across the street at the Daytona Municipal Stadium. And, from that moment on, I remember looking across the street, looking at the lights of, of the big track and, and just uh, hoping and wishing and thinking, man, what would it be like one day to really race around that place? So every time I go there, uh, I try not to uh, forget about those moments. I try to reminisce a little bit and, and, uh, and just kind of live in the moment of how special it is to turn laps at Daytona and anything. Hey, Daniel, it's Austin Lane here, man. Uh, I got to ask you, so going from the truck racing, you know, to the stock car racing now, I mean, what were some of the biggest differences? And, I mean, is there really even a big difference from driving from the trucks to the stock cars? No, there's definitely a, a huge difference, especially from the aero side of things. Um, I remember my very first truck race there, um, actually during driver intros, uh, a legend of our sport, Joe Nemechek, says, man, you're never going to experience air buffer you around like you're about to here in a minute. But that uh, that didn't instill a bunch of confidence in me as, as a rookie uh, in 2015, and uh, he wasn't wrong. I mean, it the car, really the truck side by side, buffer you around so much. Um, the, the racing is so close, and you have to be aggressive because of the way the air shifts. And you got to put yourself in a good position. And and with the cars, you know, moving through the Xfinity series and out of the Cup series, um, you know, guys obviously put themselves in a little better position. Um, you know, the side draft is, is still at just as, a, as effective, but you got guys with a, a lot more experience, you know, pulling the move off and doing the things that you have to do to put yourself in position. Um, there's a lot of more experience that comes with it. So uh, huge difference, but um, in the grand scheme of things, everybody's still trying to position themselves to, to win a race, and that's what it's all about. And you also mentioned it saying that, you know, you, this is like your first year driving um, in this circuit now, so you're considered a rookie, if you will. Uh, do you feel like, because I'm a guy that, you know, comes from the playing football, so, I mean, do you have to pay some dues as a rookie uh, in, in racing? I mean, is, is there some, I don't want to say hazing, but are there some things that go on where you got to pay your dues a little bit? No, without a doubt. You know, just like anything, you have to earn the respect of the, the competitors and, the, and the, the people you're racing against week in and week out. And, and the best way to do that is, is go to the racetrack, have speed, perform, do your job, and, and not be that guy that, that nobody wants to race around. You know, that it goes a long way. And uh, I've been fortunate to, you know, race with a, a lot of guys at the cup level that I'm racing with now. I raced with a lot of them growing up. Um, so a lot of us have, you know, know our traits and our trends of how we race and whatnot. And, and uh, so I guess you can say some of the dues got paid 
um, you know, in years past, but um, the veterans of our sport were still still having to, uh, you know, kind of go about, you know, the weeks and make sure, you know, we're earning, earning the respect. And I think throughout the last couple of weeks, we've definitely done that. And, and guys know they can trust and race around me. And um, once you do that, it's all about finding the speed and, and hopefully beating a couple of those guys along the way. Daniel Hemrick with us here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We'll race in the Coke Zero Sugar 400 at Daytona International Speedway coming up in just a couple of weeks. Uh, listen, I know you've probably been asked this a, a million times, so humor us for our our audience, if you will. Uh, you're from Kannapolis, North Carolina, home of Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> do, do you have to drive a race car <laughs> if you're born there? <laughs> It only uh, it only seems fitting, right? Um, you know, for me, you know, growing up, yeah, senior was was the guy I pulled for. He was the guy my entire family pulled for and rooted for, and and um, yeah, racing was just what I was drawn to, um, given the area I grew up in. And and uh, you know, very early on, I realized when I got the taste of, of racing and competition in general, that is what I wanted to pursue and 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 at least try to position myself, um, you know, to, to a spot where I could do it and live on doing it for for a career and. Um, thankful to grow up where I grew up at because it's allowed me to be so close to my dreams. You just got to go out and, and work for them. And um, over the years, been fortunate to be around some really good people in some really good situations. But I think a lot of that stems from my background, where I've come from. And um, thankful for the for the place I grew up in and the place I call home because I think it's a huge, huge uh, leaping point for my career to give me opportunities. How much does it feel family uh, in, in your race team, Richard Childress Racing, uh, because Austin Dillon, three car, you, eight car? I mean, you, uh, I don't need to give folks the history on all of that, but uh, it, it, does it just feel like it's uh, the torch just continues to get passed? Is there a sense of responsibility in that race team? Uh, take us into your shoes a little bit. Oh, they're, they're, we, you know, myself and, and my teammate Austin Dillon, we feel a huge amount of responsibility to not only – you know, carry that torch well currently, but also make sure, you know, we do it justice right now and in the years to come to, to you know, really think and do justice for the, all the people that have worked at RCR before us, the drivers, you know, the, the folks that have built that place over the last 50 years. You know, we're celebrating 50 years of that place, and that, that means so much to myself um, and the rest of our guys that, you know, we, we want to make sure we're at the racetrack and as if we've been there for 50 years and, and do the right things and, um, yeah, having the eight and the three underneath the same, the same roof, uh, it's pretty, pretty remarkable. I, I remember walking in the garage, or I'm sorry, into the shop for the first time, actually seeing the, the two cars, you know, there on the setup plate side by side. It was a pretty emotional moment because there's so much history and legacy between the two numbers and obviously RCR and and uh and this eight number in itself. And so it's a cool, very, very cool uh, torch to carry, and hopefully we can carry it on down the road. All right, Daniel, I have to ask you, man, as a kid who's from Wisconsin, I grew up a snowboard junkie. I understand that you're a pretty big snowboarder yourself. I never get to talk snowboarding on the show. So can you please tell me <laughs> what is your setup right now and where's your favorite place to snowboard? Oh, my setup right now. Uh, I bought a, uh, a new summer board. Um, I'll be lying to you. I've had about three years now. I'm trying to think of the model, but um, okay. I, I ride goofy and and uh, we always go to Colorado uh, at least once or twice a year. We have some, some friends up there that have a place that are generous to let my wife and I and some friends come up there and, and hit the slopes for a couple of days. And, yeah, it's just kind of a, a getaway. You know, I love being outside. I love being outdoors. And in the wintertime, what else are you going to do where you can kind of still be on the edge and enjoy yourself? So we uh, we find ourselves there in the, in the Durango area a good bit throughout, the, throughout December and January. Speaking of being on the edge, though, what's more thrilling? Is it – 
bombing like a double black diamond, or is it driving in, in a stock car? <laughs> Definitely the racing. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, the snowboard and stuff just a little taste of little taste of adrenaline. But there's nothing like uh, you know, especially like nothing like racing at Daytona where you're 200 plus in the draft, inches away from each other. There's a you know, you you can't put a price of, of what that does to to your body and, and what the feeling you get from that. And um, that's why I keep doing it. That's why I keep chasing it. And, Hopefully some fans come out, uh, you know, here in a couple of weeks to Daytona to check it out for themselves. And that will be July 6th. As we wrap up with Daniel Hemrick, uh, who will race on the Coke Zero Sugar 400, I, I got to ask you one last thing. Uh, you married the former Pro Series East driver, Kenzie Rustin Hemrick. Uh, who fights over the wheel when you go to the <laughs> store or, or on a trip? And, I mean, do you guys you guys must just have a uh, just a need for speed all the time. Do you ever just chill out? Oh, my gosh, yeah, I beginning to wonder when that'll happen neither one of us know what that means uh, no in, in all honesty yeah it's a very really cool interesting dynamic that we get to share together and with, with her past and racing and her success and she's been to actually been to a lot of racetracks that that i was experienced for the first time over the last couple of years so uh, we have that to lean on and um as far as driving you know to and from places it depends on how bad the traffic is she's a lot more ruthless um on the road rage side of things so I'll, I'll let her have the wheel when need be and i like to uh, i work for a living gallery on the road so i uh I, I try to take my time i'm on the main street that's you know that's a great a great answer because i get that question all the time it's like if you talk to one of those nascar drivers what is it like when they just drive normal is it hard to do or but you kind of make it seem like you enjoy it just chilling out and going 65 no, yeah. or 70 yeah, and as crazy as that sounds, you know, when you're running 190, 200 mile an hour, it becomes fairly relative as if you're going down the highway to a certain extent. Obviously, the impacts, you realize you're going 200 miles an hour when stuff goes wrong. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess when you're raised around it, that's what you grow up doing. It does become does become relevant. But, um, yeah, on the street side, I just try to enjoy it. Hey, Daniel, so, like, as a child, you know, obviously you grew up with aspirations of, of being a, uh, a stock car driver, a professional racer and everything. And, um, you know, like me being a kid, I mean, I always grew up like playing in Lambeau Field and things like that. I mean, as a kid growing up with racing, I mean, do you dream to, to drive at Daytona? Is that kind of like the biggest track or were there other ones that, that you were into driving to as a kid? You know, for me, you know, there was a, a list of a certain few, like, you know, you know, the odds of actually making it to this level, you know, to compete at a level I'm fortunate to compete at now with, with RCR. You know, obviously, by getting there, you get a chance to compete at all those racetracks. But I'm like, man, if I can make a couple of select starts, you know, Daytona for sure, you've you got to be able to make a start there throughout your lifetime. Um, and then the other ones that were close to me, you know, being Bristol uh, and Charlotte Motor Speedway. You know, growing up in Kannapolis, Charlotte was, was my home race and went to that place and sat on the grandstand side of things so many years for so many different events. And then uh, Bristol was always special to me for the fact that, you know, my very first NASCAR memory came – you know, with me watching Dale Earnhardt and Terry Labonte go at it, the Bristol Night Races. And uh, those are probably three places I wanted to make sure I got a chance to get to. And, you know, saying that versus getting there are two different stories, and I'm thankful to get the, together now year and year over. Daniel Hemrick, uh, thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate you stealing a couple of minutes and, and sharing some time with us. So good luck uh, in the rest of the season, really, but especially in the Coke Zero Sugar 400 Saturday night, July 6th at Daytona. All right, sounds good, guys. It's good talking to you, and I appreciate you having me. You bet. You, uh, drives a number eight Chevy Camaro uh, for Richard Childress Racing. Uh, don't get much better than that, man. If you're driving the eight car, 
<laughs> if you're driving the uh, three-car Austin Dillon, Richard Childers Racing, uh, the history involved there, obviously Kannapolis, North Carolina, his hometown, Daniel Hemrick, uh, young guy, keep an eye out for him uh, in his rookie season mm-hmm. here on the uh, uh, NASCAR Monster Energy uh, Series. By the way, on uh, that weekend, July 4th, of course, weekend, uh, 6th is the Coke Zero Sugar 400 on Saturday night. The Circle K Firecracker 250 is on Friday night, July 5th. Tickets, uh, $49 they start at. And uh, for the Saturday night race, 40 bucks they start at uh, for the Friday night race. So go check that all out. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.